Welcome to the Jamming Show. My name is Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my show. Appreciate y'all being here today. Today's going to be a great, great episode. Today is episode 46, and we're talking about knee extension versus hip extension leg exercises, why it matters, why I'm paying attention to it, and why you should be paying attention to it, right? So first of all, going over what is knee extension and what is hip extension. So knee extension is doing exercises where we are driving the force through our knee socket, right? Um, So when the amount of load is being pushed through the knees, right? So a couple like, like squatting or lunging or leg pressing or using the leg extension machine, right? As you, a perfect example is on a leg extension machine. As you um, lift your, your knees up, lift the weight up, you are extending your knee, right? As you bring the weight down, you are flexing your knee, you are bending your knee. So when you're squatting, as you get really deep down in there, right, you're flexing your knee and then you are extending your knee as you stand up, right? So if you're someone who doesn't have the ability to straighten or, or bend your knee, you have like a, a some type of knee problem, right, that needs to be addressed. Um, this is important to understand. And then Hip extension is driving through your hips instead of your knees. So just because you're driving through your knees or driving through your hips doesn't mean you're not feeling it in both. So when you're doing hip extension exercises, you're still using your quads and your knees, of course, right? When you're opening up your hip so that you're like, so that you're the space between your, 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 your hip being open and closed. Like, so when your hip is wide open, so um, literally wide open, it's not bent over, that is fully extended, right? When you are bent over your hip, when you are sitting, um, when your knees are up in the air, when you're in a cannonball, that is when your hips are flexed in front of you. Here's the exact um, definition of hip extension occurs when you extend or open your hip joint so that the angle between your pelvis and thigh increases. It can mean either moving your leg behind you when standing or using the hip extensor muscles to propel your body forward over your leg when your legs start flexed in front of you, right? So um, when you're doing like a hip thrust or a glute bridge, you are in full hip extension. So in order to um, get peak glute development, you want to understand hip extension because when your legs are bent at 90 degrees and you're driving through the force of your feet, keeping your knees bent, not putting it into your back and loading into your glutes, that is peak glute activation right there, right? So um, that's important to understand when you're squatting down and then you're standing up right at that bottom and that stand-up portion, that's peak hip extension. When you are lifting the weight off of a deadlift from the ground, that is peak hip extension, 
All right. So why does it matter? Why am I talking about this? Why did I pick this topic? So little story, like growing up, you know, I've been lifting weights for 10 years, more than 10 years. I'm 30 years old for 15 years, but I've been an athlete my whole life. Right. I even studied kinesiology in college, right? Sports marketing management in college, but it's not all clicking until the past couple of years when, you know, I've been training clients 24 seven. Jam and fitness has been full time. All this information is relevant. When I was in college, I didn't even know I wanted to be a personal trainer. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I was studying kinesiology as a jock because I didn't know what else to study. Right. So while I did decent in school, didn't all wrap my head around, around any of this programming information. Right. It takes application and time and practice. Right. So again, why does it matter? Well, it, it matters a lot. Right. Um, a lot of times people do leg days and again, they'll do lunges, leg extensions, leg curls, squats. And like, they don't realize those are all knee extension exercises and you're feeling the burn and you're getting tired right away. It's because you're literally picking something that's pretty redundant over and over and over again. You're picking to work your quads over and over again, but in different positions. And that's fine but it makes sense why someone would hate a leg day or their knees start to get tired or they don't even make that much progress in their strength because they're not, they don't have a well-balanced program, right? They don't have a well-balanced program. If you're trying to achieve peak aesthetics, peak strength and peak pain relief, is important for you to understand between knee and hip extension exercises and being able to balance between the two. Many people associate being strong and having pain as one of the two. And I think that's very interesting. It's very interesting because first of all, movement is medicine. Muscle helps pain. And being strong helps pain. So there is a lot of truth to that um, in the sense that you get pain while getting stronger, but it's just ironic because you also would prescribe someone strength and resistance training to help relieve the pain. So that means someone is getting hurt with bad form, or when they get hurt, they are they don't have a very high pain tolerance enough to help fix the problem as well. If you're getting strong and you're hurting in your shoulders and in your knees and in your back, it's because you're doing it wrong. I hate to break it to you. Like I used to be one of you who used to think no fucking way am I doing it wrong, but you are, you can be strong and pain-free. You can be strong and pain-free. You can also be strong and get strong the wrong way and be in pain, right? Sure, lifting weights and resistance training, especially heavy resistance training, 
is more damaging on the joints, but your joints and your body recovers, right? Strategic rest helps callous your body to be able to handle weights long-term. You want your body to callous up, right? It's the marks that you have on your hands between your fingers and your knuckles, but that happens on the inside of your body too. And that's good. That's protection. That's, that's you. That's really good. That means you're like, you're ready for the activities. This is like playing a sport or doing anything like you're callous. You're ready for football. You're ready for basketball. You're ready for soccer. You're ready for the, 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 the thing you're doing. So you're ready for lifting weights, but you should not be in pain again, right? You should not be in pain. You can be fast, athletic, flexible, strong, look good and be pain-free. Right. Um, now going over to um, the specific reason. So I have a few reasons again, why hip extension and knee extension is relevant in your, in your programming, but I'm being more specific in the subtopics now. So one is focusing on the anterior and the posterior of your legs and your body. Most of the time, people are doing anterior leg exercises, knee exercises, right? Again, this is when you're feeling a massive burn or fatigue in your legs, but it's in the front of your legs. It's in your quads. It's in your knees. Your heart rate's up. You feel the fucking burn, right? You might be drained and you're drained because you're using you're, you're, you're working very similar things. You're being very redundant. It makes sense why you're shot so quickly on a leg day, right? So you combat this, you combat this problem and you keep your leg days going by switching to hip extension exercises. That means doing deadlifts, RDLs, glute bridges, hip thrusts, kickbacks, and then you can do other things like hip rotations or using lower extremity exercises like calf raises, tibia raises, um, you know, farmer's carries, you know, I've even started doing reverse sleds lately. You know, I did a lot of sled work in, in high school for sports, but only as of recently have I been really and push the information that it's much more beneficial than just for athletes, but for everybody. And if you keep this idea anterior versus posterior in your mind while you're creating leg day, I'm guaranteeing you can actually do more legs in a day than you think. And remember doing deadlifts and glute bridges and hip thrusts. Those are all really important to teach you how to keep your spine in a neutral position while working out. So squats and deadlifts are not pointless at all, right? They're great for learning how to stabilize and neutralize your spine. And as you're able to do more and more weight correctly, you are protecting yourself um, and learning how to teach your body how to protect yourself under tough you know, conditions like lifting weights. The recipe for hurting your spine is movement times um, force, 
Okay. So if you're lifting weight with bad technique, it makes sense why you're hurting yourself. If you're hurting, if you're, if your shoulders, your back and your knees are hurting, you're unfortunately doing it wrong. You're not doing a good job of distinguishing between anterior and posterior exercises. Um, especially when you're doing back exercises, you're probably letting the weight go into your anterior instead of focusing just on your posterior. That is a mistake I made for so many years, so many years. So this applies not only to your legs, but to your upper as well. Point number two, this is how you work between the top of your quads and the bottom of your quads, right? Your quads have the top and the bottom. The top's connected to your hips. The bottom's connected to your knees, right? So when you're creating a, an effective leg day program, right, the amount of force that's coming between your knees and your hips, you're distributing between the two, right? So if you're squatting, you can also deadlift or, or even do RDLs in the same day because while you're, you'll be tired, your energy distribution you will feel is different. You might be overall shot, like your, your overall energy might be tired because of you're, you're not in good shape. You're not really ready to hand, hammer a stronger leg day. But let's say you're someone who is pretty consistent and you're, on, you're doing your leg day. Your deadlifts and your squats you can do in the same day because one is posterior, one is anterior, one is knee extension, one is hip extension, one's working on the quads more, one's working on the hamstrings more. So super important, um, you know, maybe I'm doing leg extension, then glute bridges, or maybe I'm doing hamstring curls and then doubling down with glute bridges, so double posterior um, maybe I'm doing lunges, which is knee extension anterior, and then, um, glute squeeze deadlifts as posterior. There's a lot of combinations there. Um, legs working out legs is to have a good leg program is super tricky. I've been designing workouts now since 2014, full time since 2019. And I'm not even exaggerating up until like, my leg workouts have taken a whole new level since like 2021, you know, 2019, I was full time on my own. So still learning a lot. 2020 was the pandemic. I was learning how to adapt, survive. Um, 2021, I was really in the gym a lot more and 2022 is just rocking and rolling. So yeah, top of the quads, bottom of the quads anterior, posterior. Okay. Uh, reason number three, knee, knee, leg injuries, knee injuries, um, deformities, issues, right? I've got, so I, I have one woman who I train and this isn't the first time I've trained someone like this, but she has like kind of like a peg leg and in her situation, it's not bad at all. You could barely tell. Um, if you're looking like she's a pretty woman and you, and you can't, really tell if you're just looking at her, but when she points it out, you know, as her trainer, you, you could tell. Um, and this causes a lot of discomfort for somebody and maybe cause some confidence issues, right? When your legs are not evenly, like they're not, they don't look the same. 
So it's important to have this information so you can give someone like her or other people a proper program. If someone has a knee issue, you're not going to make them do squats for reps, leg extension for reps, lunges for reps, hamstring curls for reps. You're not doing those things for reps. Other things you would be doing is strengthening the hips and hip extension, hip rotation, because a lot of times if you have a bad knee, it could be because you don't have strong enough glutes. You might not have strong enough glute meads, um, which is the, the upper glute, which is stabilizing the hip. You might not have a strong enough glute max, a lower strong glute max, which is important for reducing problems in your back. When your back, your core and your glutes and your hips are fucked up, it makes sense why your knees are fucked up. When your feet are fucked up, your ankles are fucked up, it might make sense why your knees are fucked up as well. So having this information literally might help save and change your life. Like not even exaggerating. It's easy for me to do what I do these days and sell what I sell, promote what I pro, because I truly believe I have the best product. Resistance training heals. Resistance training improves your strength. And resistance training improves your confidence. Resistance training improves your flexibility. And improves your cardio. Improves your quality of life. So it's easy for me to ramble and talk about these things because they help. If someone has, um, Again, knee problems, we're not lunging, we're not squatting, we're not doing those things. Maybe we're doing some, some static hold stuff that requires the knee socket. So one thing that's really great is a static hold leg press, maybe static hold glute bridges. Um, other isometric static hold exercises would be great for building strength in the quad um, so that you are able to do more knee extension stuff. So again, Injuries is a big reason why you want to know between hip extension and knee extension exercises. Last thing that I wrote here, there's probably more, right? But last thing that I, I, I wrote here, and I've already covered it before in this episode and in other episodes, practicing these different moves is also practicing how to use your back and your spine in a neutral position, picking things up, moving things so you don't get hurt. Working out really is an incredible practice for life. When, like, if you're a stay at home mom or stay at home dad, or you're someone who even says, I don't like working out or don't like going to the gym, that doesn't mean having. Um, a lack of physical fitness is, is acceptable because you're a human, God made you, and it kind of is what it is, regardless of how you feel in your head. So when you're picking stuff up around the house, you can easily get hurt because like I already discussed, the formula for a fucked up back or really fucked up knees or, or anything, it's movement and a force. If you don't have good movement with force, you can get hurt. Most of the time people are doing a movement without force. So it's much harder to get hurt without weight when moving recklessly. So moving recklessly with no weight is much harder to get hurt, especially in your, in your spine or in your knees or in your hips still can, but way less. 
way more common to get hurt with weight and bad movement because most of the time, actually pretty much all the time, you can't really have, you can't really have weight without movement, but you can have movement without weight, right? You can have movement without weight, but you can't have weight without movement, right? So regardless if you like working out or not, you still are picking shit up from your home, picking things up off the floor, moving furniture around, moving groceries, moving in and out of your home. And if you don't know the difference between squatting, deadlifting, knee extension or hip extension, then what you're doing is running on autopilot. You're autonomous, autonomously doing things like your brain's on, you're doing things, you're doing what is being told, you're doing what's good for your family, you're moving, you're doing whatever, but your body is autonomously functioning at this point because you don't have the education and the knowledge of how to properly and manually run your body. Your body runs on autopilot all the time. And us, us humans essentially should be given a, um, a instruction manual on how to operate our bodies because that is one of the main reasons why people feel like shit is because they don't know how to use their body, which is super complicated, right? But of course, at birth, you're not going to be given a fucking instruction manual, but I'm just joking and saying that's essentially what you should be given. You should be given that, but this is why I get paid the big bucks. This is why people go to um, post-grad. This is why people become doctors. This is why people become elite in fitness and in resistance training and all these things. Because when you look and observe someone, you say to yourself, I can do that. That's pretty easily easy. And to a degree that's true, but there are so many more details to working out with skill than just looking. I mean, again, I was squatting over 400 pounds um, by the time I was 18 years old. And I can tell you right now, my form was shit. So shit, my spine would curve in at the bottom. Um, my, I would have a really wide stance to prevent my knees from caving in. My back would spasm like crazy. My hips would shift up as I'm lifting the weight up from the bottom. All things super correctable, super correctable to prevent back spasms, have strong glutes have stronger core, have stronger inner quads, have good foot placement. All of those things we didn't do. We didn't work on our inner quads. No fucking way. We worked on our quads, not our inner quads. We didn't do glute isolated uh, exercises. No fucking way. We didn't do core isolated exercises. We didn't practice our breathing, right? They told me to stop forgetting to breathe. They told me glutes were worked when we were doing compound exercises. They didn't teach you all of this shit, right? They didn't teach you all of these things. If they had taught me these things, I would have been a machine. And, you know, I bet you part of the problem why some programs are consistently better than others, it has nothing to do with the God-given birth of this guy is stronger than me or not, or that they're even faster than me or that are not, or that they even have better plays or they're not. 
I bet you it comes down to their physical fitness. It comes down to their trainers. It comes down to building these athletes from scratch the right way from the beginning. Then you teach them the angles, the information that they are needed to help leverage versus other athletes, right? That's, in my opinion, the biggest difference. Because if I was able to take over a program, I can tell you right now that my kids would be robots when it comes to their fitness. Because they would understand exactly what they need to do to be as solid as a rock and track their stuff and keep going. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you guys learned a lot. I do feel like I gave some pretty quality information today. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I do have my my app and I do create amazing resistance training programs for your lower body, your core and your upper body. Um, that will make you safe, strong, and feel good. So if you have questions about that, reach out. Otherwise, make sure you like, subscribe to the podcast, and I will catch y'all at the next episode. Have a great, great rest of your day.